Welcome to another story from The Raven Narratives. I'm Tom Yoder. And I'm Sarah Severson. We're the co-producers of The Raven Narratives. The story you're about to hear was told by Dustin Partridge at our live storytelling event at the end of March when the theme was Second Chances. Dustin lives in Mancus, Colorado, and spends his time daydreaming of his next adventure. He is constantly doodling to keep his inner child alive and his imagination wild. While he loves mountain running, backpacking, and eating ice cream, his heart is most full when designing and sewing outdoor gear. Here is Dustin's story. In 2011, I was about to turn 30 years old, and I had finished hiking the Pacific Crest Trail the year before. So I was feeling really strong, physically, mentally. I thought I could take on anything. And obviously, I'm looking for my new challenge. I'm turning 30. And I was pretty excited when a friend of mine sent me an email and said, hey, check out this race. I click on the link. And it says, world's toughest mutter. Just the ring of it was like, oh man, I gotta do this. You know, excitement just filled me. I do a little research and I look into what this race entails and there were only a few things I could figure out. One is that it's a 24 hour race on a 10 mile course. Do as many laps as you can. It's gonna be cold. It's in New Jersey in November. And it's a foot race with obstacles. So I think about this for a little bit, and I'm like, yeah, I can do this. Um, I just braved the elements for six months the year before. I'm ready for this, uh, this new challenge. And I set out for the next nine months training. Uh, Did things I had never done before, like trail running for 30, 40 miles. Uh, Doing a bunch of push-ups and pull-ups, like um, bodyweight exercises. Felt really strong. And to prepare for the cold water that I thought I was going to hit, I bought a wetsuit thinking this is going to be great. And so when I showed up at the start line, there are 800 other people who had the same idea as I did and were as nervous as I am right now. (laughs) And it was nice. It was a camaraderie, a bond between us all. And the only thing left to do really was to just go. So the start gun goes off and the race was held. Um, The first part of it was on a drag strip. Um, we're running down this asphalt drag strip. It turns off into this dirt path that's designed for dirt bikes. You know, it kind of goes up and over these little hills. Turn a corner, there's a seven-foot wall. Climb up and over, go down a little farther, there's a set of monkey bars with a pool of water underneath. If you, if you fell off the bars, you're in the water. Um, there was a, a obstacle after that where you jumped 10 feet off a plank into some water. There was a barbed wire crawl full of mud. I mean, just covered everything. Got in my shoes, covered my face, it's in, on my hands. I can't, I can't get it off. Um, then it runs, winds through a little wooded section where I'm climbing over logs. After that, there's um, the rings. And I passed the rings and was like, man, this is going really well for me. And on the back side of the course, um, there was I come up upon this lake and there's a swim and I'm like okay I'm wearing my wetsuit I jump in and immediately froze not only that when I finished that swim and got out I had to turn around and do it again 
and I'm shaking, I'm tired, I'm cold, I'm not really sure what's going on, I'm in some sort of shock, and I, the only thing I knew to do was to get back to the start-finish line, so I swam across, freezing, I get back to the start-finish line, I have a pit area, I jump, you know, I get in there, I take my clothes off, I try to get warm, my family comes over, they're like, this is the craziest thing anyone could possibly do, why are you doing this? Like, I think it's time to go home. Um, I agreed with them. I was shivering. I had mild hypothermia. It, I, I couldn't do anything. So I drove home and with my folks got warm in the car, went home, had a hot cooked meal, stayed in a warm bed, hot shower, felt really good, went to sleep. The next morning I woke up realizing the race is still going on. And why am I not there? And I felt, I was filled with regret, felt so disappointed in myself. I could have stayed in my tent area for 22 more hours. I had gone one lap, 10 miles in an hour and 45 minutes, and I called it quits. So hypothermia or not, I knew that the second that race entry was open again, I was signing up, and I did. And I spent the next nine months of the following year formulating a plan and training. I ended up hiking the Connell Divide Trail, and I spent every single day of that hike thinking about what benefit it was going to add to me to this race. The, the thought that kept going through my head was 24 hours. 24 hours of cold, 24 hours of running, 24 hours of obstacles. Every day of hiking that I did, every 30-mile day, it was, another, it was 30 miles of training. Every set of push-ups I did at lunch break was a set of push-ups to help me get stronger for this race. Every mountain lake that I came across, I jumped in to handle the cold water. So I'm still nervous about the cold water, and I thought, I'll get smart. I'm going to buy a second wetsuit, something thicker this time. <laughs> and I felt pretty prepared when I got to the start line the following year. But this time there were 1,200 people, just like me, nervous. A lot of them had failed the year before. <clears throat> out of the 800 people the first year that, that set out to finish, like 50 finished, like made it 24 hours. So um, the only thing to do was to just give it a try. And that's what I did. I went off. It was at the same place. I ran down this, sprinted off down this asphalt track, turned off onto this dirt track, coming up over these hills. There's barbed wire covered with mud all over me, in my fingers, in my hair, and down my shoes. I climb up and over the seven foot walls. <clears throat> there was an obstacle that had electroshock you it was barbed wire with these leads hanging down and you're in two inches of water so you try and I try and navigate this I got shocked everyone got shocked if the guy next to you got shocked I got shocked like um but I'm still feeling pretty good you know I get through the monkey bars I get through the rings and I get to the swim and I'm like Oh God, you know, here it is, the crux. And I go for it and I get across. I'm like, okay, that's not so bad. 
Now I come back, I do it again, I get back, and that's not so bad. And I get to the start finish line, I'm like, okay, I finished a lap, let's go do another. So I go back out, I go through the same thing, I meet a friend of mine, we start chatting, uh, you know, it's just nice to have a little camaraderie out there, go through, you know, the monkey bars and the rings and the barbed wire and the walls and the electroshock and get through a second lap, shocked again. Um, it's not so bad. Like, I'm, I'm two laps in, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I'm feeling okay. I go out for a third lap, and on the fourth lap, I'm feeling it's getting a little... It's getting a little colder. I'm going to switch sweatsuits. I had a thin one on. I'm putting on a thicker one. I do so. Life is a little bit warmer. <laughs> um, you know, and I get through lap four, so now I'm, I'm 40 miles into this race. Um, I just, my goal was 24 hours. I'm going to keep going. And I go out for a fifth lap, and then it gets really cold. It's in the middle of the night. It's dark. Running through the wooded part was kind of scary with the logs because there's, like, there aren't too many people out there. I don't. I can't see anything. I put on my second wetsuit over my first one just to keep warm. The lowest temperature that night was 24 degrees. So after the first swim, there's a cargo net you crawl out of or climb out of, and it's covered in ice. And yet, I'm still thinking 24 hours, and I'm still going, and I'm shivering. I'm cold. I try to minimize the amount of time I stop in the pit area. When I finish lap number seven, daybreak had come, so feeling a little bit better about myself, feeling a little warmer, even though I'm still wearing two wetsuits and a rain jacket. And lap seven finishes and the clock says 23 hours and 45 minutes. That wasn't, that wasn't the goal. And knowing that I had a four-hour buffer to finish my last 10-mile lap, I go back out. And in the end, when I came back around, hobbling, sore, hurting, cold, just couldn't feel anything, my feet were frozen, I get back around. My 24-hour goal took... 27 and a half hours, 80 miles, and a whole lot of mental grit. Thank you. Thanks, Dustin, for telling that story. To hear more stories like this one, subscribe to the Raven Narratives podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud, or Stitcher, where you can also leave comments and share these stories with your friends. And to find out what the themes will be at upcoming events and to pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives live storytelling event, go to our website at ravennarratives.org, check out the events page, and then fill out the form on the contact page to pitch your story. The Raven Narratives also offers group and one-on-one storytelling services to support organizations and businesses. More on those services is also on our website. You can also see a photo gallery of our storytellers there, taken by the incredible McCarson Lee of Red Scarf Shots Photography. Find out more about her photography services for shooting your portraits or special events at redscarfshots.com. Our theme music was written, composed, and performed by Jazar. And you can find out more about his music on SoundCloud or at freemusicarchive.org.
Barefoot outtake. <laughs> oh my God. Theories that I'm you trying just, like, with you. piloted you that on me. <laughs> Many theories that I've tried with you <clears throat> that I have a. Hold on a second. I well, that one you could. <laughs> the subject <laughs> has failed. <laughs> try something different. You I'll should eat a snack. <laughs> the subject is not responding to my repeated <laughs> subliminal attempts. <laughs> it's, really, it's really weird. I, but like when we hang out, I feel like I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm under a glass Could observation. You say that again, please? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel, feel like an animal mm. in a, mm. in a lab, more. like a lab rat. 